0: Salutations! Welcome to Spiritual blitherings, Philosophical Ponderings, and Everything Ramblings at the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. I'm your host, Steve, the Hopeful Humanist, and this is a Just Some Guy production. I'm kind of just mesmerized by the moment. That's why I kind of paused there briefly. The wind is alive, and it just... Invigorating to be outside. It's beautiful autumn afternoon. All the beautiful fall colors. You can hear my door here. Creaking. Sounds of life. I like it. I'm in the shed. And it just feels like a really electric moment. I don't know if you can hear the birds in the background there too. They seem excited. And I'm excited. I'm excited to talk a little bit more about conflict and conflict resolution styles. There's something specific that I want to talk about. It's a discussion that I often have about a helpful step in the conflict resolution process. Uh, It's a a comparison um, to a microscope. Kind of like a metaphor for a, an essential step of the conflict resolution process but i did say that you know at some point we're going to have to get a definition at some point i figured we should we should tackle kilman's conflict resolution styles and hopefully we're going to move toward the creation of a kind of a take it and make it your own list of things to do to solve conflict So first of all, I, I've been thinking about a definition for conflict and uh, I mean if you go into the dictionary online, Webster, Oxford, you'll get uh, similar ideas about a uh, difference of opinion, an argument uh, of some sort, uh, a bumping up against uh, of uh, two positions that are kind of diametrically opposed and I'm not opposed to that definition but I did come across a definition and in the show notes I'm gonna leave a link to the video so you can see where I got the idea but they provided this definition of conflict uh, for conflict and it's conflict exists when one person has a need from another person that's not being met so I, I enjoyed this definition I was drawn to this definition because it it allows us to be mindful that conflicts might have something to do with the hierarchy of needs that we've talked about in past episodes. Maslow's hierarchy of needs in terms of the basic physiological needs, the safety needs, the love and belonging needs, self-actualization needs, uh, uh, first self-esteem needs and then self-actualization. And some would say that uh, as as a fair critique of Maslow's theory, which is... um, A number of decades old now that perhaps there's an even um additional level an additional needs stage and that would be uh self-transcendence which i find definitely interesting in a conversation in and of itself but yeah i like this definition you know it could be that uh when we talk about this idea of needs i I think it, it allows us to explore how conflict could be something that is interpersonal it is between people could be between uh, parties. It could be t- between uh, groups, uh, nation states. Uh, it's also something that could be more of an inner experience. Like you have a need that you're not you're not meeting. You have a need for, let's say, um, a, a future financial security, which would mean that you need to get a job. But yet you're you're not feeling motivated, and so you have a conflict, and it's an inner conflict. Like, how can I get myself out of bed so I can show up for my online Zoom courses <clears throat> during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic situation uh, so I can secure a financial future for myself so that I can have the qualifications that I need, so that I can get a job. And then the, the other one, the, uh, the last one in terms of needs is, you know, I have a need um, not to be uh, blown around by a strong gusting wind, that might uh, you know, blow me off my, my balance and, and cause me to hit my head and that would be external or situational. right? So I, I like that definition. I think it, it's, it's pretty broad uh, and, I, and I like the idea that it's broad because it allows us to kind of realize that some of these, the, the, the things that we would list, the steps that we would take to resolve conflict might apply to the fact that we just can't get out of bed in the morning um, to attend a class to get our education and that is a conflict uh, in terms of the the external circumstantial reality of covid 19 and the fact that inwardly uh, we have this intrapersonal uh, situation where we're not feeling motivated but yet we have a need um, for safety you know uh, security of financial uh, a, s- a secure financial situation so, yeah, uh, this definition, I'm, I'm going forward, I feel like it's, it's one that I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to. I invite you to do your own uh, research, your own explorations, to see what uh, definition that you're open uh, to, one that speaks to you. So we have this idea of uh, conflict, what it is. And if we go to Thomas Kilman's... Um, Theory of conflict resolution styles. We have uh, the idea that um, there are these five different styles, and each of these styles have different degrees of assertiveness associated with them, and different degrees of cooperativeness connected to them. And so you can have someone who's collaborative, or a collaborative arrangement where there's high levels of assertiveness that are um, taking place, usually you would think that uh, because it's a collaborative approach and it's, and it's working well, that you have uh, in terms of uh, group formation, a, a place where people are norming and performing together, that uh, there's a recognition of strengths, there's uh, an ability to make I feel I need statements. Uh, and so we see this high level degree of assertiveness with also a high level degree of cooperativeness. And so we're not going to have a situation where people are going to be focusing more on position, they're probably going to be focusing more on interests and trying to get a a win-win situation, create solutions for a win-win situation. They're not going to engage in ad hominem attacks, they're not going to be focusing on the position so much so that they they attack the other person as opposed to speak to uh, the interests that are on the table. So that would be one style. Another style would be the uh, competing style which would be a high level of assertiveness, low level uh, degree of cooperativeness. And you might see, uh, in terms of this style, you might see those ad hominem attacks. You might see uh, the blame game taking place. Uh, uh, In terms of listening, you're probably not going to be experiencing or witnessing uh, a great deal of, uh, you know, taking turns going back and forth for people to share their positions and to try to, Uh, identify first of all is there a problem and if there is what is the problem like defining the problem it's more or less you're gonna you're a you're a bull in a china shop um, or you're a shark and you're just going to uh, go claim your prize without thinking about uh, the impact it has on other people Uh, moving along we have the uh, avoiding style which has uh, in terms of assertiveness and cooperativeness um, low levels of both low levels of servedness Low level uh, of uh, cooperativeness. We we see maybe perhaps the the idea would be a person would be stepping into an like an ostrich approach to things or a turtle. They're just uh, avoiding the situation. Um, they might you know be in this kind of space of denial. And then we can get to accommodating where we see that there's not much assertiveness that's taking place, but uh, high degrees of cooperation. So you kind of might find that if you're adapting this style, you might at times feel uh, like a welcome mat. You might feel resentment after a while. But I mean, uh, if the thing is uh, valuing relationships, prizing the relationships, not wanting to um, sacrifice or take chances with a relationship, this might be an approach that some people might use. And then lastly, yeah, that's the door. That's the wind. If you can hear that background banging. And then the last one would be the uh, compromising, where there's medium amounts of assertiveness, medium amounts of cooperativeness, and it's identified as a lose-lose situation, whereas the collaborating approach would be a win-win situation. Now, I guess the question I find interesting is, you know, we could ask the question, is there approach which is the best approach? Which is the best approach? And I feel it to be true that we want to reach towards a collaborative style or a collaborative approach in terms of tackling problems. But there might be situations where, because of the dynamic, because of power differentials, that uh, the collaborative approach might not work. And you might be attempting to have a discussion and negotiate a problem with a person that's taking a shark-bull competitive approach. And uh, in terms of that situation, you might have to figure out uh, how you can use different, like a collection of styles all at once to try to make sure that you can bring your voice to the table and be heard. And to make sure that your interests um, are in in front view for everyone to see so that you can somehow creatively uh, come up with mutual solutions, uh, solutions for mutual gain, creative solutions for mutual gain. Uh, these, uh, some ideas that I've been sharing are definitely uh, 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 Fisher and uh, Urey, uh approaches for negotiating. And uh, that uh, is, uh, these ideas are contained in the book called Getting to Yes. Um, and then there are the different things that you can do, that you can create that list of action steps that you can do uh, in terms of trying to tackle a conflict. And I think I'm going to wait for that to talk about, um, uh, expli- you know, a little bit more um, directly in a, in a different uh, episode in the future. Uh, but I will leave some stuff in the show, link, uh, the show notes for some, from, uh, for some other resources. The thing I want to get to, though, is uh, one, one step because I want to move into what are the steps that one should take in terms of the conflict resolution process. And one of the, the, the most important steps, I think, would be that at some point, you know, you have to recognize that conflict is an emotional process. And so we'd have to gauge, engage in some mindful activities so that we can become aware of what we're feeling, uh, you, know, pr- you know, identify the feelings, and then s- kind of manage those feelings that might be getting in our way of actually having a discussion, and uh, William Yuri in the book um, "Getting to Yes," uh, and and Fisher uh, talked about this idea of going to the balcony. So, it's kind of stepping back, recognizing you're you're upset, and stepping back and going to the balcony, getting perspective, getting a uh, glance from above look at what's going on and that when you do this you'll be able to see the train that's before you but I think too that there's an opportunity when we go to the balcony for us to do this thing called putting ourselves under the microscope now I feel that if I was to say to someone that's having a conflict, you know, I'm uh, like having a conflict and I, you know, I'm not sure how to proceed. I'm really upset, you know, and, and they state their position, you know, the experience that they've had uh, that's, you know, resulted them feeling um, upset uh, and frustrated with the situation. That I have a sense that if I said, you know, what do you think would happen if you put yourself under the microscope? Or maybe the first step might be once you go to the balcony and and... You know, you take a step back, you breathe, you kind of recognize your feelings, you manage your feelings, do the emotional intelligence stuff. And then put yourself under the microscope. I think what might happen is someone initially might be upset with me and they might be thinking that I'm suggesting that they are to blame. Oh, you want me to put myself under the microscope? Oh, so you think this is my fault? It's like, no, no. Um, One way to get perspective, In terms of being at the balcony is to put ourselves under the microscope and kind of look at our part in the experience and to with a calmness and a deliberateness kind of look at the situation and ask ourselves is there anything that we could have done or we can do differently moving forward and I think that once we put ourselves under the microscope, it's fair then for us to suggest that when someone else has an opportunity or takes the opportunity to go to the balcony, that uh, we invite them to possibly also participate in that sort of activity and share. You know, I put myself under the microscope. I'm going to share some thoughts you know later, when, when you're calm and I'm calm, and uh, you know, I like to invite you to, you know, maybe put yourself under the microscope as well. Uh, so that we can maybe come back and, 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 and look at the situation, look at our parts in the process, ask ourselves, could we have done anything different? Now, sometimes I think when we put ourselves under the microscope, that we might just discover that we're actually good with what we've done. You know, we're like, you know what? All things considered, I feel like I really did handle that situation well. And I, you know, in terms of my values and my principles, like I kind of, I stand by the, uh, the actions that I initiated. Um, but knowing that now, and you know, if you could have a chance to put yourself under the microscope, uh, we can see what the, where we stand and, and perhaps what it is we need to do to move forward because in terms of this process, it will reveal to us The choices that we make, that we stand by, um, I I I suggest are revelatory, the the revelatory revelatory nature of choice. They reveal things uh, about us and that it's important that we're conscious of them because then they allow us to become aware of our interests and our values and the things that we need to put on the table so that we don't got to get stuck, we don't have to get stuck in a position that usually will result in a very little movement moving forward because people get they lock in Uh, they they, they're unmovable and and perhaps because of that we get caught up in some some tunnel vision and so this is just my one little tip in terms of the conflict resolution process for what I believe would be one of the initial steps in the conflict resolution experience where we recognize that there is a problem or we're experiencing something that we're, we're, def- we're going to be dis- describing as problematic. We, we step back, we recognize there could be benefit To calming ourselves down, managing our emotions, going to the balcony, as Yuri would say, and putting ourselves under the microscope. And that once we do that, it it seems like it would be fair, it would be legitimate for us to say to the other person, you know, can you do that hard thing of putting yourself under the microscope? I think it takes a lot of courage to do that. And, you know, what is it that you're discovering when you put yourself under the microscope? So that's just a tip I wanted to share on this wonderful, windy, autumn afternoon. Salutations, peace, be well, take care, and share.